Cameron Moore. Man, welcome. How Good you doing? Good to be here. You excited? Yes, I am. Man, I'm, it's crazy. We, I mean, we only met, what, last week, two weeks ago? Roughly, right? At the last CEO meeting, or two CEO meetings ago. Two CEO meetings mm-hmm. ago, right? I mean, I, th- I think it's crazy because the first thing, you know, I learned, we're going to talk about it in a little bit, but the first thing I learned from you was this this thing we're going to talk about, this thing, amazing thing that I learned about you that I found super intriguing. And because it's something that not many people, you know, do in practice these days. And that, that brings that brings something unique from you. So I'm really, really excited about this and like really curious about it all. But initially, I want to just start with a little, little fun icebreaker, you know, just to kind of uh, start uh, start off loose. So, okay. Let's let's create your ideal concert, okay? And you're gonna have your top three artists at this concert, and you can choose whatever location in the world. What would it be? Ideal concert. I would choose a concert in California, and I would choose XXX Temptation mm-hmm. and Chance the Rapper. Nice. And. Marshmallow. Marshmallow. EM. Oh man, did you did you see that Marshmallow performed that live in, in Fortnite? Yeah, did I did see that. See he that. Had a concert. <laughs> that that blew my mind. Like the, that 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 guy's truly he's doing so much, so many amazing things with his brand. It's it's it's, it's crazy how he's you know he started off as just a DJ and has created this mellow you know the the, the mellow gang brand and established himself and. Can you imagine just being a, a DJ and performing virtually for millions of people for a video game? What do you think about that? Has he ever revealed his face or taken off his mask? Not, no? not necessarily, but, you know, there's there's so many videos and so many people trying to figure it out, which is what makes the whole concept yeah. of his of him even more amazing, you know, and keeping people more engaged. Like, I know there's, uh, there's a few theories about who he actually is, but, uh, you know, it's not 100% confirmed. And the whole concept of it is that, he doesn't want he doesn't want the fame like he doesn't want people to know who he is. He wants people just to enjoy the music and not care about mm-hmm. this. Put this like put this face and this person on a pedestal. It's more like all right, I want you guys to enjoy the music, and and him can also he can also live a normal life, right? Because no one really knows who he is. Like for all we know, it's you know some guy here that just walks around, goes to class like everybody else, but on the weekends and during the week sometimes doing shows in Fortnite and other places, you know. Because that shouldn't matter, like it. The only thing that should matter is what they create. Like exactly. How cool or how good is the value that they create? Exactly. Not what they look like or whatever. <laughs> that that literally should be the same. But you know, there's only a few artists that do that, and but it's it's, it's a different concept. You know, it definitely is. But I mean, Cameron. I mean, I'm just curious. Like, what's? Tell me a little more about your your background. You know, what's what's your story? So I did come to A and M because my dad did come here. That was definitely a big influencing part of coming to A&M. Mm-hmm. So we are originally from New York. I moved to Texas when I was 10 years old. And so entrepreneurship is has always been a big part of my life. Um, I started a curb painting business. A car painting? A curb painting. So oh, you know those, painting. yeah, you know those numbers that you see on the curbs that have your house number? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I would go around and paint those numbers on people's curbs. Really? <laughs> Did you start that in New York or when you moved uh, to Texas? In Texas, Midlothian, okay. Texas. Huh. Mm-hmm. And so I would go around and try and find people to paint their curves. And a lot of people definitely did not want me to do it, but I would just go around <laughs> until I got at least three people a day. And so definitely. Wow. Mm-hmm. 
And is this something that you have to confirm, you have to verify with the neighborhood or the actual house owners, or how does that work? Because to a certain point, it's their property, right? So how does that work? <laughs> so it's um, you don't have to have any types of permits, and business was pretty good until one of the a scam was kind of exposed on one of the big news channels about these people would go around and paint the numbers on the curbs and not tell the people, and then they would come back oh, the next day no. and try and charge for it. And so after people saw that on the news, people really didn't want to buy from me. They thought I was a scammer. So that, that kind of hurt my business. But Well, I mean, it was a great experience, yeah. right? You learned a bit, maybe got a little bit of money from it. Yeah, it definitely was a great experience. Taught some sales skills and stuff like that. I think I think if you talk to any person who's, you know, quote unquote made it, they say sales is probably one of the most important skills you can you can get, right? It's just learning how to deal with rejection because it's always mm-hmm. a part of sales. You're always going to get rejected. And if it's not just from business, in life too, right? So that's that's crazy, man. That's awesome. I didn't know about that. Maybe you can start it up again and maybe the whole <laughs> scammer thing got left behind. So maybe there's hope. There is always hope. There is always hope. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, so I kind of just want to transition here. So before we get into what we're going to talk about, do you think that you live a simple life? A simple life. Yes, I would definitely say I have a simple life. And what do you think makes your life simple? I would say that I try and do things. So I have this mentality that I do one thing at a time and then I move to the next thing. I don't try and multitask because if you multitask, it's this thing. I read it in a book actually yesterday. So um, if you multitask, you have this certain amount of brain power every day. And if you multitask, it uses a little bit of that brain power up to switch task. There's no such thing as multitasking. You're just switching back and forth from each task. And so I try and focus on one thing at a time. And so I think most people try and do a lot of things at once. And so I try and limit the distractions in my life and focus on the things that matter and learn as much as I can every day. Which is why, drum roll, why you use a flip phone instead of a smartphone. Yes, I right? do. So let's talk about that. That, that to me, is fascinating. Um, do you think, was this something that happened because of your previous experience with smartphones or how did you make that transition into having a flip phone? So the original transition was not a choice. My phone actually got ran over. Oh, God. <laughs> yes. But I was thinking about it in the back of my mind before it actually happened. And when that happened, um, I was riding along on Bazell Street on my motorcycle, and I felt something fall out of my pocket. I didn't think much of it. But then I find out that oh, it's my phone, no. and I go back, and I pick it off the ground, and I look at it. And it's absolutely destroyed. It got ran over like 10 times. Gosh. But I took that as a sign that um, I could either take that and buy another phone for $300 or whatever or just live the simple life and have no distractions and focus on reading and learning new things every day. And, I mean, you can still have – calling you can still text and um call people on a flip phone i mean that's all you really need to do anyway and there's a lot of things you can do on a computer 
So that's what I decided to do, and it's worked pretty well so far. So I mean, one thing you touched on was that you, you're able to read more and do these things. So, I, I mean, I'm assuming this has freed up your time a lot, right? Mm-hmm. So just share what, like, let's talk about how you've used your time now that now that you now you do have a, a flip phone and you don't have as many distractions as you would with the smartphone. Mm-hmm. So I'd say um, I'm sure you're well aware of the screen time. Um, it shows you how much time you spend on your phone every day. So my screen time was around five hours and 30 minutes every day. And so I'd say, yeah, on my previous phone that got ran over. And so now let's say it's under 15 minutes a day. Wow. And so I spend that time uh, building my business and reading at least an hour a day. And so um, I'm currently reading two books. And so I'm just researching like every day I think of, what do I want to learn that's new today? And I look it up or find a book about it and watch videos and just learn about that new topic. And I feel good learning something new every day instead of just being on my phone and looking at funny videos. I mean, funny videos are great, <laughs> but... <laughs> it's just entertainment, you know? Yeah. It's, it's definitely short-term happiness. Mm-hmm. Wow, this is... So if we, if we look at it in the long term, right? Mm-hmm. Do you get more sleep? Do you get more stuff done in school? Like, let's just talk about the, the true benefits. Because for a lot of people, mm-hmm. they feel like at this point in life and in, in our generation that that smartphones are almost essential. Like, if you don't have a smartphone, then, they, you know, some people might say, well, then how do you get your news uh, resources? Well, you have a computer, right? There's a bunch of different arguments uh, against it. But in your case, right, long term, how, how do you see this benefit in your life? Definitely long-term, if you have four hours a day, I mean, it's just simple math. If you save four hours a day, that's two months a year of time. And so wow. if you put those, you can choose whatever you want to apply that to. So you can put that towards your school and increase your C's to B's or B's to A's, or you can apply that to your personal life, building a business or learning a new language or something like that, or you could put it towards sleep and feeling better and or exercising if you want to start hitting the gym or just learning a new skill completing some of your goals that you've set for your year um some new year's resolutions that you want to complete so just been it's just been so it's something that you did that mm-hmm. one by by almost by accident mm-hmm. right but it was probably one of the greatest things that's happened to oh you, yeah right so something i'm curious about uh, did you have social media before the the whole accident with the, your previous phone? Yeah, so that is one thing. Last year, in, I was actually a senior in high school last year, and so I decided to delete all of my social media last year. So when my phone got ran over, it wasn't that big of a drastic change for me. So I decided to delete all, all of my social media because I think it's too negative, and it, the rising rates of depression have been directly attributed to social media in some studies. So I I felt it negatively affecting me every day and I spent a lot of time on it. So I just deleted it and I didn't feel like I was missing out on anything. So yeah, that's what I did. Wow. That, that personally has inspired me also to even just consider taking some time off. You know, I, 
as you're aware, I'm, I've been doing these 21 day challenges um, with 2019 and definitely eventually um, in, during this year, I want to take a whole month, 21 days, just no social media and just simplify my life as much as possible to focus on other things that, that matter more than being, you know, almost addicted because mm -hmm. unfortunately these smartphones were created for you to spend more time than you expect. And then with social media, same thing, right? It's like, ah, you know, I'm just going to go and I'm bored. So I'm going to go on social media, stream, uh, you know, look through a few posts and then it, that turns into 30 minutes yeah. to an hour. Mm -hmm. And like you said, before you just spent five hours on your phone, right? Mm -hmm. Now it's what, 10, 15 minutes and you feel like you have a lot more to live for, right? So that's interesting how you said that, you know, you had already made that transition out of social media anyway, so it wasn't too hard for a transition for you. But now something I'm interested, like I'm just more curious about this. So earlier you said that you, you have more time for, for your business, mm -hmm. right? And for, for reading and learning, right? Mm -hmm. So what, what business are you actually working on right now or, or planning uh, to work on? Well, currently, I'm, my goal for this year is to gain 1,000 followers on the platform that I start. So my, the platform that right now I'm starting is YouTube. Oh, yeah. Let's talk about that. Let's talk mm -hmm. to YouTube. So mm -hmm. what's, what's your goal with the, with the whole YouTube channel and what, what motivated you to start that? So what motivated me to start that was I think people, your digital footprint is everything. Like everyone has social media anyway. So your personal brand is something that I think recruiters are going to start looking at more and more. So if you have something that you can showcase that other people don't, so you can showcase your skills on a YouTube channel or something like that. And they can see that you put in the work every day and that you know how to accomplish these tasks or show that you can sell yourself or things like that. I think personal brands are going to be, increasingly more important in the coming years. So I just decided to start one and have a goal of 1,000 um, followers by the end of the year. Nice. And what are you, you going to discuss? I remember you said that you, yeah. you released a video, but yeah. I haven't gotten a chance to watch it yet. So what's your plan? What do you plan on talking about with your in your show? So um, I'm trying to release a video today, um, having some technical difficulties, but <laughs> my goal is to release um, and talk about just insights and motivational uh, topics and just different perspectives on things like entrepreneurship, college life. And I think just the simple things that people can relate to, such as a routine, giving, getting up and going and getting coffee and just like simple stuff like that. People overlook it, but people can relate to that. And so I think I'm just going to post simple stuff like that and then just give a little bit of everyday um, like in, inspiration and guidance and knowledge that they can just watch it in like 30 seconds, 45 seconds, and then just have it affect their life in a positive way every day. And so they'll come back and then have that little bit of knowledge that they can digest and then just move on and then have them think about that every day. Yeah. It's almost like you're, you're tapping into their mind. Mm -hmm. Right, you're like you're leaving a thought in their minds mm -hmm. for them to kind of go on with their day, maybe with it a different approach than they would have, you know. And something I think it's awesome because I mean, this is your first year in college, right? You're 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 you figured out so much already, which is really really awesome. And Thank it's you. something that I mean, I think for a lot of people, either takes a lot of time 
or they don't figure out until they're, you know, in their 20, 30s and something you figure out really early, you know? So are there people that inspire you uh, to do these kind of things or just is something that just kind of just happened for you? I would um, attribute it to some books. So I read Rich Dad, Poor Dad. It's, um, Robert Kiyosaki. Yeah, that's yeah. a pretty much just a classic book that I highly recommend. Uh, Millionaire Next Door is another good one. Who's that one by? Um, I don't know. Okay. <laughs> but it's Millionaire Next Door. Millionaire Next Door. Mm-hmm. So uh, these uh, these books, how, how have they impacted the way you approach, you know, the maybe your personal finances or your approach to business? Yeah, so Millionaire Next Door just talks about how it basically is just case studies of millionaires over the course of three decades or several, um, like, 30 years. And it talks about what do millionaires do that made them get there, what led them to get there, what are their habits, what are their spending habits. And so it just has a bunch of case studies of specific people and what they did to get to where they are. And you think of a millionaire, and it's really, it's not the guy with the Lamborghini. It's not the guy that's spending $3,000 on the suit. It's the guy with the F-150, and he has the $50 Timex watch. And it's that, that, and all of these other habits, such as getting up um, super early, like 6 a.m., and um, having these simple habits and no distractions and other things like that that have really led me to um, focus on what's important and things like that. Wow. I I think something that's really interesting that you said is that, you know, these habits, are they're, they're, at the end of the day, they are pretty simple. You know, waking up at this time of the day, spending less. Mm-hmm. They're, they are relatively simple ideas, but for some people it might seem really hard to, mm-hmm. to implement, you know? So how have you had trouble implementing some of these or how, how was that experience for you? Hmm. I'd say the biggest thing that was um, hardest to implement was the spending less. Um, so your friends go out and they go out to eat every night mm-hmm. and you have to cook at home. I mean, it's a sacrifice, but over the long run, that makes a big difference. That's just one example. But another thing is getting up early and going to bed early. I mean, if your friends go out partying and stuff, I mean, it's not bad to have fun sometimes, but you just, if you want to, I like this quote, if you want to be an anomaly, you have to act like one. So if you want to be great, you can't act like everyone else and do what they're doing. You know, you have to do things different and you have to do your own thing and you have to focus on what's important, stay on your own grind. And so if your friends go out and party, maybe you go to bed early and get up early and start working on your own goals and stay on your own path. And do you think this is, because this is something that just came up, I think how you're structuring this is, is really awesome because, you know, some people are probably missing this little piece mm-hmm. that they have to think differently and do things differently if they want to actually see change in their lives, right? Because mm-hmm. I feel like, uh, what, what's that one, that one saying, um, the definition of insanity is expecting the same results by doing the same things, right? Mm-hmm. Or something like that. Yeah. I mean, that, that, that is that is crazy. If you want something mm-hmm. to change, you have to do something differently, right? And I think it's all about the just actually taking the first step and yeah. doing this. Yeah, that is the biggest thing. It's just 
maybe the 21 day challenge if you want to experience change just do a challenge that um maybe the 21 day challenge of getting rid of social media for 21 days or whatever that's just the first step and then you'll see that maybe you really don't need social media that much you're not as dependent on it and so you can see that if you get rid of social media you can really focus on other things and if after you take that first step you can really start taking other steps in the right direction wow yeah yeah that that that's exactly i actually didn't think about it that way but i think that's a really really cool conclusion because i mean we really don't need social media right that's that we can conclude that it's not something that you know we can't truly live without right mm-hmm. but it's something that's been incorporated into our society and it seemed to be essential right mm-hmm. And something that I also thought about is this, the personal brand you mentioned earlier, mm-hmm. right? How do you plan on, you know, promoting yourself and establishing that personal brand without social media? The thing is, um, I actually, I do have social media. I have Instagram, but I don't get, I don't have it on my phone, my flip phone. I take pictures with my camera and then I post it on my computer. So I just post and then I close the Instagram tab on my computer and I don't get on it again until I post. Oh, so okay. I don't really look at other people's stuff. I just get my content out there and um, just do things like that. You don't spend time looking at other people's stuff. I mean, you can do some research and see what they're posting, why they're getting, um, why they're growing their following so much, but it's not really good to just sit there scrolling all day. Yeah, it really becomes uh, almost like a routine for people, you know? Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, okay, I'm bored. I just oh, I just got out of bed. Mm-hmm. Going to go on social media, stroll through, see what's new. And I'm, I'm personally guilty of it. I really am. And I've been trying to get better at it, but it definitely requires a little bit of effort and a little bit of uh, self, you know, it's, the, it's, the, it's taking that first step. You know, it's like, okay, mm-hmm. being aware that this is an issue, spending too much time on social media, what can I do to change this in my life, you know? I think um, something that would make it easier is changing your environment to make it easier to change. So say not just you change, but your friends don't. Say talk to your friends and be like, hey, guys, I think we should really take a break from social media. So if all of your friends get off social media for a little bit, say just a week, then it would be easier. So if... You guys, it's an awkward situation or it's an elevator. You guys don't just immediately look down. You guys start talking, having conversation, and then you guys can develop that habit of not having social media. And then after the challenge is over, you can realize that you guys really don't need social media or whatever. Yeah. I think I'm, I'm, I'm going to implement that. I'm going to recommend it to a few of my friends. Maybe we can hold each other accountable. Yeah. It's like, hey, you know, next time you're, you know, waiting in line for something, on an elevator or something that requires you to wait sometime, mm-hmm. instead of getting on the phone, how about just starting a conversation with someone around you? Whether it's someone you know or whether it's someone you don't know, you know? Also another thing that, that, that comes to mind with being more more present, from what it seems like with, with not having a smartphone and having a flip phone, simplifying everything, have you, did you, have you felt your relationships getting stronger with other people because of it? Mm. Uh, so the thing you said about talking to others instead of being on your phone, I have implemented that. So, um, I don't get on my phone. I talk to other people's and I have 
definitely noticed a difference in the relationships and have definitely made a lot more friends and if I would have I would definitely highly recommend doing it and trying it out and just seeing how it impacts your life the using the flip phone yeah using the yeah. flip phone and it can really make a big impact on your relationships I think I'm going to definitely do that for at least for a month something that you brought up earlier uh, right before right before we started talking you so you do have a smartphone but without a a, a, a SIM card. Yeah, it right? has no SIM card. So I just keep it on Wi-Fi. <laughs> Actually, a funny story. Uh, I was going to Chili's for my friend's birthday party, and it was right after I transitioned to the flip phone. And I was So when I go somewhere that has an address, I have to look it up on the maps on my computer, and I have to memorize it on how to get there. Wow. Yeah. It's, Real old school. <laughs> yeah, old school. But... I realized that that's good because you use your critical thinking skills and you actually learn how to get around and you you know where things are. And so um, I looked up where Chili's was and I did get lost and it was <laughs> I was like 30 minutes late. But then after that, I started learning how things are, where things, how to get around. And um, I think it's really good because I know where everything is now. And that's definitely helped with, I mean, I think cause if, if you're in College Station, mm -hmm. there's only so much, how much you can go around and get lost, yeah. in, you know? So I feel like if you can, if you like almost master the map mm -hmm. of College Station, yeah. you start small, you know, and then maybe in a city you can be a lot more oriented, right? Yeah, like um, this week, this past week, um, I was getting a ride with this girl and she was taking me to the next class, and she didn't know how to get there. It was like two minutes of a drive, and she did not know how to get there without using her phone. <laughs> and I was like, and did you Did you help guide? Yeah, I had to help guide her. Nice. She did not know how to get anywhere without using her phone because I just thought that was pretty interesting. She did. You become almost dependent on yeah. it. Yeah. You know? She was just absolutely dependent on the phone. Wow. And, and what else do you do you use the the smartphone for? for so, um, some apps that I use it for are Venmo. Essential. <laughs> it's really I use it to pay my roommate for groceries and stuff like that. But um, the Chase uh, um, check depositing depositing app. Um, what else? Spotify. Of course. And. Hmm. There's not much. Just the just the essential apps that just you need. Just the essentials. Wow. I feel like I think I think this is something I'm gonna try uh, one of these months. Just getting a smart, getting a, a flip phone, putting yeah. my 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 SD card, my SIM card into the into the flip phone, and just literally leaving my my smartphone on yeah. on airplane mode for like the whole month. No Wi-Fi. I mean, Wi-Fi for some things. But since I won't have a phone num uh, of a number attached to the smartphone, then I can mm. do the same thing that you did. Having just the essential apps, using just the essential apps, no social media. I'm going to do it all in one month. Yeah, that's yeah. going to be a real challenge. You've inspired me, Cameron. Awesome. You've inspired me. Well, Cameron, any, anything else you want to bring up about your experience using a flip phone and how it's you know simplified your life? Hmm. Well, I would say that you definitely get more sleep because 
there's studies where the blue light that comes from your phone actually wakes you up. So if you're on your phone before you go to sleep, then it's significantly harder to go to sleep. So if you just have a flip phone, then you can go to sleep like that. And you get, on average, I'd say I notice a, like an hour more sleep just because you know, there's that rabbit hole of you text someone and then another notification comes up and then you click on that and then you end up on Instagram or something and then oh, you scroll. Yeah. And then you said you're going to go to bed at 11, but then it ends up at 12. So I've noticed that when I say that I want to go to bed at 10 or whatever, then I actually go to bed at 10. It's pretty cool. Wow. I feel like what this has done for you is almost giving you a sense of discipline, mm-hmm. right? And just getting you more disciplined with yourself and helping you get more things done. This is this is awesome. Honestly, I'm really glad we met and I'm really glad that, you know, I, I got to pick your brain a little bit about this because I've, I've been very curious. I've heard of people doing it. I've just never actually met someone. So this is this has been a cool experience. It really has. Well, Cameron, um, I know that you don't have social media and stuff like that, but if people want to, you know, get in touch with you or anything, uh, how could they do so? So you can follow me on Instagram. It's uh, Cameron, C-A-M-E-R-O-N underscore one. Oh, it's, I'm sorry, Cameron <laughs> underscore M-O-O-R-E one. There you go. I'll yep. put the I'll put the link down in the description and people can just DM you, ask questions mm-hmm. about the experience and everything. And then the YouTube is Entrevation, oh. E-N-T-R-E-V-A-T-I-O-N. Entrevation, where does that name come from? So that was inspired by the intersection between entrepreneurship and innovation. Oh, innovation. Man, if no one has used that name before, you gotta you gotta own that. Create your own term yeah. and just use it. Make it I, I, can you even patent that? Is that a copyright? Yeah, copyright it. Mm. That would be I think really once cool. I get it get it like established, I'll definitely do that. I feel like once sure. it once it ends up on a t shirt, it's official. Yeah. You know? <laughs> Well, Cameron, man, I really appreciate your time today. I learned a lot, and I hope people have learned a lot too. And um, maybe we'll do a follow-up episode in a few months and see how your life has transitioned, how it's changed from from here to now. But for now, man, thank you so much for being on the show today. I really enjoyed it. Thank you, man. Thank you for having me. All right. Everyone, thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, This is Carlos Rivera with Cameron Moore. And um, I'll post everything in the description, all the links to social media on his YouTube And um, uh, for now, that's it for this week, everyone. Thank you guys so much for listening, and I'll see you next time.